Let's get nuts. Well, hello, everybody. What's happening? What's everybody doing today? Hey, 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 hey. It is hump day, so stop all your humping as usual. How you guys doing? You know, let's talk some moves, let's talk some stuff, let's talk about a lot of things. Why not? That's what we do on here. Film, welcome to Film Junkie Live. Make sure you smash that like thumbs up. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. We've got all the stuff, of course. We've got the Patreon, got the member. You know, if you want to become a member, do that. And of course, we've got the uh, Film Junkie Closet with shirts like this down below. That's right. Ah, stand up a little there there we go too short too short anyways what's happening guys uh i'm doing pretty good there mr nk productions not too shabby today actually not too bad what up carlos good to see ya we got jason right here always good to see you brother we got eric patterson hi that's right well i mean it is labeled john carpenter synthesizer type music so yeah you nailed it. You nailed it. It's like he's all of our Superman. Super, yeah, he's all he's all of our Superman right now. That sounded weird. Cheers, Jay. Cheers. What's going on, Selena? Good to see ya. Malakazoo. Hi. Hello, Miss Rosemary. Always good to see you. How many games left in the World Series? <laughs> uh, none. It's uh, fully over with there, bud. Braves took it all. What's going on, Mr. Scully? Good to see ya. Let's get nuts. Let's get nuts, James James. Let's get nuts. Hey, what's going on there, Tyler? Hi. How we doing? How we doing? Gavel forever. That's right. The man, the man. Boop, boop, boop. Hey, Dave, don't worry. Anya's boyfriend ain't got nothing on you. He looks like a bland, unseasoned chicken. That's right. I like it. You bring the habanero. Now you're making me hungry for some habanero chicken. What's going on, Niner fan? Yeah, it was a tough loss. Tough loss the Niners had. Especially after coming off the week of uh, Jimmy G kind of just going like, hey, I got to like, uh, I gotta salvage my job here. I got to salvage my job. Please, please. Got to salvage. Yes. That's right. Working out right now. Do those triceps. What's going on, Mr. Lobo? Dave, the Taco Bell app has the grilled cheese burrito. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, I know what I'm getting this weekend. Oh, I love that burrito. Oh, thank you, Meg. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. You know, I haven't, you know, eh, how long has it been since I've had a Taco Bell? Eh, a few weeks. Perfect. That was, that was like my ultimate favorite burrito that they served was the grilled cheese burrito because not only guys not only did they have cheese on the inside of the burrito but they have cheese on the outside of the burrito that's baked into it you know they just put this cheese spread over it and then they grill it it's delicious with some fire sauce which i tell you what comes to taco bell i like their fire sauce i don't care they give me extra shit I save that. I put it on my eggs. Put it on other stuff, too. I mean, it's just sad. It's good stuff, right? So thank you for letting me know. Yeah, jeez. That's right. I know. I'm getting hungry already. Stomach's going to be like... 
So that's what's going to be happening. But uh, yeah, that's exciting. That's exciting. But it's only on the app. That means I have to pre, I have to like order on the app and then, and then go, which is fine. It's fine. You know, we are in 2021. I can order online and then go pick it up. So that's exciting. I guess that's going to be, yeah, I think that's going to be my, uh, maybe that's going to be my breakfast huh, on Saturday. Yeah, it could be, you know, because when it comes to Saturdays after uh, a lengthy vodka stream, which usually is what happens, um, um, I tend to wake up and go, I need something. I need something gross and greasy to just like help me out here. So I might have to make make it over to Taco Bell because I know they have full on breakfast menu now, which I'm like, OK, maybe I'll try that out, too. So there we go. I think that just like the quesarita. Oh, yeah, the quesarita. That was also good. Jeez. Mm. Also, yeah, I'm pissed the grocery stores aren't having. Oh, they actually do. They do. Like uh, my grocery store I went to, they actually had it. Um, I haven't had it because I always get the Frank's. I always get different versions of like Frank's Red Hot Sauce. So I've been on that kick right now. But they actually do. They do sell the Taco Bell fire sauce, all the sauces, medium. Uh, I don't know what the next one is, but I always get the fire because I ain't no pussy. <laughs> now nah, it's just a, it's a half Mexican in me. No, it's actually not that hot. That's the thing. It's not that hot. I've had some hot sauces that just, <laughs> but yeah, when it comes to Taco Bell, it's just perfect. It's like a perfect, like, you know, a little bit of a burn, not too much. And then it's just, I don't know, it's got a good flavor. So that's all I'm saying. You know, that's all I'm saying. Anyways. Yeah. So that's exciting. You just made my night. Meg, you just made my night by telling me that. What's going on, Mr. ACS? Anthony is here. Good to see you, bud. Always good to see you. Yeah, so. Anyways, yes. But, our, oh, your stores don't have it. Okay, that sucks. That sucks because I, you know. I mean, luckily, like, I mean, I, you know, any, anytime you go to a Taco Bell or anywhere, you know, you always go like, isn't that always funny when you ask for like, hey, can I get, can I get some ketchup or a hot sauce? You know, usually you're thinking maybe I just need, you know, maybe two, maybe three packets. What do they do? They just go, here you go. And they just like put just a hand. You're just like, you're walking back to your table like, Jesus Christ. Fuck. You know, they give you a shit ton. It's like, they, we need to get rid of this shit. I'm, when it comes to the fire sauce, I'm perfectly okay with it. I totally am. I'd save that shit. It just seems like when you ask for that fire sauce, oh, they'll give you a separate bag just with fire sauce you're like here here's your sack of fire sauce and i'm like thanks it's gonna last me uh oh two years cool you know i mean they they that's what's so good about that that's what's so good about that i love the fact that they do that anyways enough talking about that (sighs) is it racist what is it racist for me to assume that you love tacos yes yes it is i'm really offended uh where's jose at jose is supposed to be in here well, I mean, Meg's a moderator, too. She's going to kick you out. She's going to kick you out. I'm offended. Only half of me is offended, though. Only half of me is offended. But who doesn't like tacos? I mean, who really doesn't like tacos? I don't know if I want to uh, meet anybody or know anybody who doesn't like tacos. I mean, it's just it's tacos. Uh, what's going on there, Mr. Paul Smith? Good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, Taco Tuesday is a thing, yeah. But it is Wednesday, so... Not exactly right now, so cancel them, cancel them. Uh, you know, tacos are just, they're just, they're just, it's just perfect. Like, 
you know, just perfect. It's just a perfect kind of food because essentially when it comes to Mexican food, I mean, it's all it's all the same. It's all, almost all the same thing. If you think about it, you got a burrito, you got a taco, you got a tostada or you just got like a, you know, a plate that has bean, beans, rice and cheese that all just ends up getting into a tortilla. Everything's got like a tortilla base almost like that. Because anytime you even get like a meal, you get tortillas with it, with the meat, with the with the rice, with the beans, with cheese on it. So if you were to just take everything in that meal, you just put it in a tortilla, guess what? That's a burrito. And then if you wanted to just hold the burrito, you didn't want to wrap it up like it's, you know, wrap it up like it's a sleeping bag, then guess what? You just hold it, you fold it, that's a taco. I mean, it's all pretty, a tostada is just a fried tortilla that you put all the shit on i mean it's all essentially the same <laughs> that's what it is and uh you know that's uh you know us mexicans knew what the good ingredients were it's like yeah you got the beans you got the rice you know and it's just mira watcha i mean that's just what we do you know it's just come on it's all delicious and just smother it with cheese smother it with cheese that's what you got to do. That's why I'm so excited. The grilled cheese burrito is back at Taco Bell because it's delicious. It's just delicious. Hey, soft tacos. I'm actually a soft taco person myself. Yeah. I, you know, as much as I do like a little bit of a crunch sometimes, but yeah, I'm also a soft taco guy, which mind you, that's initially the way that it was actually supposed to be. I, I, I think I actually heard that the hard taco shell is more of an American thing than, yeah, it's more of an American thing than a Mexican thing. That's right. So just saying, soft tacos, that's always the way it's always been because, you know, when it comes to Mexican food and authentic Mexican food, I mean, I mean, my nana can make some tortillas like no other. Come on. Mira, watcha. I mean, jeez. So it's always been soft. Always been that. So like when it comes to the hard taco shell, eh, more of a, that's more of an American thing. More of an American thing. I'm just saying. There you go. You just learned a little bit about uh, Mexican food. What's going on? All right. Uh, you already know my thoughts. Henry, all the way. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. Soft tacos. Yeah, it's the way a taco's meant to be. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yo, you know. You know. Yeah. Some chorizo and eggs. Yes. Delicious. Okay. Chorizo, for you uh, people that don't know what that is, it's more of like a, like a spicy kind of sausage. That's what it is, like a spicy kind of meat that you mix in with the eggs. When you're making scrambled eggs, it kind of mixes in with there, and it's, uh, it's delicious, absolutely delicious. Man, I'm getting hungry, guys. You guys are making me too hungry, so. Oi, oi, I'm going to be like her. And you're talking about carne asada fries, too? Holy shit. All right, my stomach's just going to start going crazy. It's not even Taco Tuesday when we're talking about tacos. But uh, anyways, guys, <laughs> appreciate you guys clicking in. Of course, uh, the the four main talk topics, we're going to talk about this handsome fucking son of a bitch right here. And then uh, this guy right here who's uh, going to be coming into L.A. Maybe I'll try to meet up with him. And then we got some Batman stuff. And then we got this woman right here who, uh, I don't know, things are coming out. And then you bring up pineapple with pizza. What are you doing? Seriously. Ban him. I know Meg won't because she loves she loves uh, pineapple on pizza. So she won't, she won't ban it to you. Sadly, ugh, ugh, ugh. Sorry, no, 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 no. I'm not saying it's absolutely terrible, but I'm just like, nah. I don't want, I don't want sweetness on my pizza. Okay, I don't want sweetness. Zaslav on the vodka stream. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. You know, if if he would, 
show up and be like, hey, what you going to do? What you going to do when it comes to all this? Anyways, let's go to the tweets, guys. Let's go to the tweets. All right, let's see what's happening in the Twitter world right now, or today, I should say. Uh, we got all that, of course. Elon Musk sells 1.1 billion Tesla stock. Okay, so is he actually keeping up the bargain of, is that what's going on? Damn, look at this guy. So what is he going to do with all that? I don't know. Elon Musk is an alien. I think he's here to save us all. I know there's some people that hate him. I don't know why. But it's weird. He got chased out of California because California sucks. But, hey, that's pretty cool. I wonder what he's going to do with all that anyways. But, hey, all right. So, obviously, we're going to be talking about we're going to be talking about uh, Henry Cavill and the uh, the new article from the, the Hollywood Reporter. But look at this right here. Look at this right here. Dwayne Johnson went out of his way to talk about this certain comic book page right here about black adam and superman okay so somebody posted this right here you know which basically has a little meetup between black adam and superman and uh it's very cordial it's kind of nice even though i love the emphasis on the panel that shows him kind of like let's i'm gonna get up right here and they shake hands but this is what dwayne johnson had to say i like it sort of how i always envisioned it that's right. He's always envisioned a meetup between Black Adam and Superman. Except the handshake at the end. Never. Wrong guy. We all saw the clip that they showed at DC Phantom. We know that he's going to be a ruthless asshole at first. We'll see what happens more to that. But you know what's funny? As I, I showed that clip to my dad on Sunday. He hadn't seen it. And, you know, my dad's a big Dwayne Johnson fan. And he went, what? Dwayne Johnson's the bad guy? I'm like, yep. And he went, huh? Well, that's interesting. I mean, he was intrigued by it because, you know, Dwayne Johnson's always been the good guy. And I love the fact that he's interacting with people on Twitter, especially people who are like posting stuff like this. And man, they're just like, uh, he's like, oh, yeah, that'd be cool. It'd be cool to see Superman and uh, Black Adam confront each other, but no handshake. No handshake. Or if there is a handshake, you know, you're going to get that sound effect of like that that crack where he's going to start squeezing the shit out of Superman's hand or something like that. It's pretty damn cool. It's pretty cool. So, I mean, this is what this was response to because it said uh, the rock says he's happy with the first cut of Black Adam and wants to be and wants it to be even better. Of course, who doesn't? You never you're happy with you're always happy with the first cut. But of course, it's always going to get better. He says, I think, uh, I can never say his name, you know, Mr. Sura, the director, delivered a great first cut. I am happy yet not satisfied, and we will continue to put the work in. So that's what this was responding to. Uh, apparently, yes, there is a full-on first uh, cut of Black Adam. But, yeah, it's never going to be like, oh, yeah, that's good. We're good, guys. Wrap it up. We're good. Post-production done. So he's not fully happy with it yet. So that's what this person was responding to. Um, which is somebody who was actually within the community, which uh, it's pretty cool. But, uh, I mean, remember, guys, we must remember that, you know, him and Cavill, represented by Miss Danny Garcia, I mean, like, <sighs> come on. I mean, we're going to be talking, of course, about Henry Cavill in this, in this show, but it's just it's something that we all definitely want to see. Obviously, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, what was a uh, Harem? Hiram? I, I always forget his name. Uh, when it came to the premiere of Red Notice, 
he talked about Wonder Woman interacting with Black Adam at one point, too. And it's just like, yeah, that'd be cool to see Wonder Woman and Black Adam, of course, uh, go toe-to-toe. But we want to see Superman and Black Adam go toe-to-toe. But I like the fact that Dwayne Johnson is really keeping up the assholeness of being like, nah, we wouldn't shake hands, though. Fuck that. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Nah, ain't going to happen. So props to, Ber- to- props to Dwayne right there. I like that. I like that. And hey, check it out. We got Peter Venkman Rare Coins. The Chive released limited Ghostbusters-inspired Bill Murray collector coins. I want one. That's pretty cool. Dr. Peter Venkman. In Peter, we trust. We twist, we trust. That's right. Uh, The handshake with their... What? A handshake with their mouths. Wow. Meg's on a good one right now. Meg's on a good one right now. And check this guy, check this out, guys. Roadhouse. I don't know. I'm kind of, it's interesting. I don't know about this, but okay. Exclusive. MGM's Roadhouse remake is gaining momentum with Jake Gyllenhaal in talks to star and Doug Liman in talks to direct. Now, good team up. Not necessary. Uh, I mean, if you watch uh, Patrick Swayze's Roadhouse, eh, you can leave it alone. It's fine. I remember, uh, what's her name? Um, you guys help me out with the name because, you know, I blank out on names, but, uh, the MMA fighter chick, um, main, uh, geez, totally drawing a blank, but you guys know what I'm talking about. She was actually, she was attached to this at one point. Now it's not happening, but apparently it might be happening with Jake Gyllenhaal roadhouse. That's right. That's all the cold medicine. Yeah, that's right. Cheer up Meg guys. She's not feeling too well. She's, she's. Pushing through. Yeah, Ronda Rousey. Thank you. Thank you. Ronda Rousey. I always just blank on names, but I remember she was attached to this when they were gonna when they were talking about doing a remake, but apparently that's not happening now. Might be Jake Gyllenhaal, which is very interesting. And if you guys didn't want to love Zack Snyder more, oops. Uh, if you guys haven't checked this out, Netflix Geeked. Netflix Geeked actually um, Posted this video right now, just kind of talking about you know Zack Snyder and everything. And we had a weekend off, and he was talking like, about hey, being a talking about getting his love into badminton, and, uh, which badminton is fun. Consume me probably in 1977 was tough to set. Star Wars talks about Star Wars being like that's where he uh, was the first um, the movie that just really like brought him into the movie world. Of the Falcon in my garage flying, I got a couple really great shots. I got to be honest. It's all a lot of well, I, I don't doubt that, Zach. You're pretty good As at doing that. As I grew sort of in my love of cinema, my director heroes kind of changed. I was always a big Brian De Palma fan. How could he not be? And always a huge Scorsese fan. Of course. Oh, fuck your mother. <laughs> and Paul Verhoeven, of course. I was a big fan of you know Total Recall. Who is it? Just obsessed with Schwarzenegger. I thought he was amazing. No shit. So now we got to have Arnold Schwarzenegger needs to be in Rebel Moon, and then he talks about the physique. You know, he's always about the 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 physiques of his uh, actors. That was really cool. That was just about. It's a good video if you guys haven't checked it out. And started training. See, I mean, this Zach being a badass right there. You know, playing badminton. I mean, Jesus Christ, it's pretty damn cool. Pretty damn cool. So yeah, if you guys haven't checked that out, it's like a five minute, it's like a four minute video on Netflix Geeked. Talked about Zack Snyder and uh, his love of Batman and just cinema in general. So Arnold for Freeze and Snyderverse. No, no, no. We've already gotten that. Kupati, everybody, chill. Disney Plus 
added just 2.1 million subscribers during the fiscal fourth quarter, reaching 108.1 million. So, of course, the investor stuff is all happening. It's all happening uh, this week. And then, of course, we have Disney. We have Disney Day that's going to, of course, show us a bunch of other stuff. Hopefully, we get that Obi-Wan trailer. That's what I'm really hoping for. I think a lot of people are hoping for it. But, yeah, Disney CEO uh, Bob Chapek looks to head off Disney Plus angst by touting 2022 global spread preschool push. Man, don't say global spread. We're still in a pandemic there, Bob. Okay, that sounds a little bad. We're all going to get infected by the Disney Plus variant of um, of COVID. Bear with us. Uh, that was basically the message from Disney CEO Bob Chup. Chapek, if I'm saying his name right, who knows, is he sought to um, alley uh, Wall Street anxiety about a sharp decline in growth of the streaming service Disney+. Plus. The service added just 2.1 million subscribers during the fiscal fourth quarter, reaching 118.1 million. We're real pleased with where we're sitting, but again, it's not going to be a linear rate quarter to quarter. Definitely is it. So even Disney Plus is kind of struggling to like really just like try to get where Netflix is and whatnot. So that's what's interesting, you know, that they're kind of looking at 2.1 million in this quarter as being kind of low, which is interesting. Interesting. And what's funny, too, though, is is uh, there there was actually an article, too, that was even talking about how uh, they're kind of being flexible. They're also right here. It says right here. It's this uh, it's this story right here. Disney boss. Bob Chapek, sticking with our plan of flexibility when it comes to theatrical day and date. That's like the new term for it now. It used to be just like simultaneously released, whatever the hell. But they're talking about, uh, you know, obviously Disney has a commitment of doing the theatrical window when it comes to their new releases right now. But, you know, we're sticking with our plan of flexibility, said the CEO on the uh, Coglum's quarter four earnings call. We're still unsure in terms of how the marketplace is going to be going to react when family films come back with a theatrical first window. So, you know, kind of being a little bit flexible with the whole day and date thing, which, again, you never know what's going to happen with that. Uh, I mean, it, it always is interesting when you talk about streaming versus going to the movies and the day and date shit. Yeah. So it seems like Disney not quite throwing that out. Not really. Not really yet. So it's all very interesting. It's all very interesting. So I don't know. We'll see. But, uh, you know, obviously he's got to schmooze the investors because uh, he's got to say, like, hey, our product's good. Our product's good. So 2.1 million in the fourth or in the fiscal fourth quarter, whatever the hell it is. Not too shabby. But, uh, you know, we're all hoping that when it comes to HBO Max and Dave Zaslav, which we'll be talking about, hopefully um, there'll be some growth right there. But, hey, the day and date thing, I mean, that's something that is that w- not being thrown out, not even by Disney. So just kind of shows you right there. Yeah. So Kylar with get on something. Just saying. Anyways. Um, oh, yeah. Did you guys see this? That the... Uh, <laughs> That uh, update on YouTube's dislikes. Yeah, get your dislikes in now, guys, because uh, soon the dislikes are going to go away, according to YouTube. And I love the fact that the video explaining the update on YouTube's dislike count got a shit ton of dislikes. Not as much as likes, but, you know, see, I already saw somebody somebody already hit the dislike button. I love it. You know, you, you know, anytime you call for it, people will hit that dislike button. How dare you? But yeah, apparently that's what's happening. I think I have the tweet later on right here. 
But first, look at Adam Driver, you know, turning on his uh, his lightsaber. I always thought that was cool. I don't know why I thought it was cool that he just put some fucking oomph in it. Really love that. It's a good scene. It's a really good scene. And you know what? This promo art right here is better than the poster than what we got, right? The official poster. There are actually more dislikes now. Yeah, I could I could see that. See, we got two dislikes on this video now, too. Um, here's uh, some promo art for Spider-Man No Way Home, which I think is actually better than the poster that, <laughs> that we got. I think it's kind of cool. You got, obviously, we know Doctor Strange. You got everything right there. I think it's a pretty cool poster. Yeah. I think it's yeah, a promo. I think it's better than the poster that we got, which is interesting, right? Uh, Paramount doing some pushing of release dates. Paramount pushes Transformers Rise of the Beast back a year. A year! June 9th, 2023. So that means reshoots, and, and maybe they're not too happy. I don't know. Who knows? The Star Trek film delays launch to December 22nd, 2023. So two years from now, we're supposedly going to get another Star Trek film, which is it going to be the Tarantino one? Please say it's going to be. No, it's not going to be the Tarantino one, but I don't know. So that's what's happening over at uh, Paramount right now. So very interesting. And uh, yeah, apparently uh, Ryan Reynolds uses his mom's Netflix account. Good, uh, Good promotion right here. Good billboard. I like it. And, of course, Dwayne Johnson posted about it. One last heist for the road. Beat that. Ryan Reynolds, for the record, Ryan's mama is an amazing woman. Not sure why Ryan turned out the way he did. Zing. They're already going after each other. This is marketing. And then Ryan Reynolds says, in all fairness, my mom uses my OnlyFans account. <laughs> there you go. Ryan Reynolds has a secret OnlyFans account? What? So do I. What? I didn't say that. Moving on. And, of course, my little sketch I posted yesterday, which you guys saw at the beginning of this. Uh, and then how can you not love Paul Rudd, sexiest man alive right now, apparently, according to People magazine. Paul Rudd is the sexiest man alive. But um, this is what he did right here. This is pretty hilarious. So when he was being interviewed, um, he pretended he pretended like his uh, he pretended like his feed froze up right here. So this is pretty funny. I work for comicbook.com. And I apologize in advance, but I'm going to get fired if I don't ask at least one Marvel question. Uh, so so uh, this is a chance for you both to clear the air. Uh, is Ant-Man or Proxima Midnight uh, in Spider-Man No Way Home? Because it seems like everybody's in that movie. Carrie, do you want to go first? or? Uh... Oh. oh, I think I... <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit I stole from Paul Rudd, by the way. See, and then... <laughs> Oh no, Paul froze. <laughs> Somebody hit Paul's camera. He froze. He, oh my God. He's staying pretty still. I like that. I'm not. I'm not trying to get anybody assassinated. So thank you so much. For, oh, we would be. Uh, but we would be. Anyway, all right. I just. I'm, yeah. Wow. I there can't believe I just told you all of that. In charge. <laughs> thank you guys so much for talking with me. There you I go. Love the movie so much. I Gotta love that. Can't wait to see uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Of course, I forgot that Carrie Coon also in the movie is also, of course, yeah, in the MCU too. I totally forgot about that. Man, but yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. And then, of course, we have, uh, let's see, Marvel's Avengers. Uh, here's a first look at Spider-Man before he comes to PS4 and PS5. So there you go. Coming to the Avengers uh, game right here, which I thought some people were kind of like, eh, about it. But there's your first shot right there. 
And of course, Miss Marvel actually having her powers the way they're supposed to be, as opposed to how they were kind of displaying them in the actual show. So that's interesting, right? I don't know. So, but yeah, here it is right here. To reduce targeted dislike attacks and their impact on creators, especially on smaller creators, you'll no longer see a public dislike count on YouTube starting today. The dislike button is staying. So it is staying if you wanted to, but you can get rid of it too. But yeah, so this is what's going to happen. So if you want to, you know, bubble wrap yourself or whatever, but you know what? Even if you get a lot of dislikes, that's what's so funny about it. It's like, and I try to tell people, yeah, even though you might be totally going to somewhere and disliking a lot of things, it's still going to add to the algorithm and they'll still, that actually helps them. Even if it's like dislike like crazy, it just, it, what the like and dislike does is shows engagement. So, yeah. So even though you think like, haha, I just put a dislike on this fucking video. Yeah. I mean, the creator might go, yeah, yeah, that kind of sucks. But at the same time, a lot of engagement and it actually helps with the algorithm. So just saying, but yes, look at that. Paul Rudd, sexiest man alive. Who would have thunk it? Hey, I would have thunk it. Come on. But yes, I lost again, guys. I lost, you know, I tried maybe next year. It'll be me, but you know, who knows? I don't know if it'll ever happen, but yes, Paul Rudd, sexiest man alive. Good on him. You know, the guy doesn't age the guy. Well, he's aged He's aged pretty well, for sure. If you look at when we first got introduced to him, whether it was uh, Halloween, one of the Halloween sequels, or whether it was uh, Clueless, he's pretty much looked the same. So good on him. Good on him. Of course, we'll talk about all that. Uh, we got uh, artist uh, Dustin Lee Macy right here doing some Batfleck art right here. Good stuff. Like it. Yeah, more of that. Oh, yeah, this was, uh, yeah, we're at that, bet, bet, of that. Hey, apparently Hugh Jackman says Ghostbusters delivers in every single level. So Hugh Jackman gave a positive review for Ghostbusters Afterlife. So, hey, if Wolverine is given a positive review, then I'm all for it. Thank God, right? So that's pretty cool. So we got all that. All right. Is that pretty much it? Yep. Retweeted all that from the motion comic. Yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, let's talk about the uh, first topic here. Let's get rid of those ones. Boop. All right, let's talk about Henry Cavill. So uh, a new article came out today. Uh, new article came out today that, uh, you know, just talking with Henry Cavill and just basically just talked about his career. And, I mean, I love how the article actually starts off and in, uh, in the caption. Uh, it says, when it comes to Henry Cavill, because... I mean, that's why it's just like, where are these dummies at Warner Brothers not giving this man another Superman movie? It doesn't make sense. I mean, first of all, look at that side profile. Come on. The guy fucking is Superman. He looks like Superman. He totally just like, I mean, that's what Snyder saw. He was like, yes, look at that guy. Look at that side profile, you sexy bitch. Jeez. Got that chin. You got the nose. It's all there. It's all there. And then they said, why Henry Cavill basically already is James Bond. Yes, he essentially is. The British actor with a soldier's discipline, a gentleman's demeanor, and a high tolerance for extreme punishment upon, opens up about The Witcher Season 2, Highlander. I always forget that he's going to be in Highlander. His Superman and Mission Impossible futures and the elusive spy role, directors insist he was born to play. That's right. Directors are saying that he should already, you know, 
be playing James Bond. That's right. Sexiest man after me. What he said. Henry Cavill stands, yeah, yeah, the six foot, uh, six foot two, but seems taller because he's so broad. His muscles stretch an ordinary camel uh, colored knit shirt into a bulky superhero outfit. Uh, I'm amazed how many people recognize me with a mask on, the actor says, and it's unclear if he's being modest or truly doesn't know how cinematic he looks. Even with his wavy jet black hair with its jagged widow's peak would give him away. Yeah, I know. It's like people, even with a mask on, are always like, hey, it's Superman. So they sat down with him, talk about it. Talked about Cabell will select a crew member, say hello, shake their hand, and ask how their day is going. Then he'll approach another crew member and do the same, and another, and another. So he's very cordial and nice on set. That's what they're getting at right here. It's to the point where sometimes our ADs are like, okay, we have a huge crew. You can't ask everyone, says the Witcher showrunner, Lauren uh, Hisrich. Explains Cabell, a set is often rush, rush, rush. And we forget the basic human decencies. I want people to know I respect everything they do and they're just doing a job like I am. To me, it's just respect and good manners. Yes, good manners. He's played Superman in a trio of DC films that have crossed over uh, more than $2 billion. <laughs> I mean, come on. Launched the Witcher franchise, Netflix's most watched original series until Bridgerton came along, and had a scene-stealing turn in 2018's Mission Impossible Fallout. All of this has positioned Cavill as arguably the biggest action hero in the world who isn't a household name yet. Yeah. Be nice if Warner Brothers kind of like aided into that and said, hey, let's do this. Zack Snyder calls Cavill a warrior monk. Fallout director Chris McQuarrie sees Cavill a bit differently. In a town full of celebrities, Henry is a classic movie star. Totally see that too. It's not like there was something in the water in the 1930s and 40s that there isn't today, McQuarrie says. Movie stars are not as abundant now for two simple reasons. The industry wanted and cultivated stars, and there were people ready to do the work required to be stars. Henry is in the category of somebody hell-bent on doing the work, and that work is hard. That's right, building PCs and everything. He knows how to put himself out there. Cabral, Cabral certainly... Working more than ever, set to star in John Wick director uh, Chad um, St Stetelski's reboot of the action fantasy Highlander, reprises role as Sherlock Holmes in uh, Enola Holmes 2, and head the all-star cast of Kingsman director Matthew Vaughn's spy thriller. Yeah, that's right. I, always, I forgot that he was actually going to be starring that. So, I mean, again, he's already pretty much being James Bond. Like you take man from uncle, you take this movie that he's going to be in. It's almost like kind of the same thing, you know, and stuff. So, I mean, you got that at least. So, uh, the Witcher, uh, the Witcher, uh, season two, the Witcher returns season two. Of course, that's going to be coming out. We all saw the, uh, the little previews for that little trailers for that. There's also never ending speculation that Cavill might be in line to play the most highly coveted character in action cinema, James Bond. For this part, Cavill acts vaguely perplexed by all of this. Something has changed. Something has shifted. He says, after 21 years of hard work, I have three jobs lined up. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's my approach. Maybe my value. 
as a commodity increases being attached to things like The Witcher. Now I can really focus on storytelling and grow from here. And there he is looking, of course, with that scald. That's right. Snyder recalls the moment when he was sure that the relatively unknown Cavill was right for the career-making role of Superman in Man of Steel. It was 2010. This was 11 years ago. This is crazy. And the director was shooting some test footage with the actor to present to the studio. He asked Cavill to try on one of Christopher Reeve's original spandex suits from the 1980s Superman films. When you see the suit on the ground, it's kind of all shriveled up. It's just spandex. It looks like, oh, God, that's not going to be cool, Snyder says. Henry put it on in this in his in this trailer and there's a version of this where he comes out and it's like i'm superman and you're like okay it's halloween but henry came out and even the crusty grips we hired for the test got quiet everybody was heart attack serious we had just the right energy we were like oh he's superman and that's what superman looks like so there you go there you go Cavill says he was thinking uh, something else. If I'm going to be honest, what was going through my mind was, Lord, I'm too fat to be wearing this suit right now. That's right. Henry Cavill thought he felt too fat when he got into the Superman costume first. Can you imagine that? That's right. Even as good looking of a guy as this guy is, he thought he was too fat. (laughs) Jeez. Well, I mean... You could kind of see it because if you look at Cavill as a kid, he was pretty husky. He was a husky kid. So, you know, that, that sticks with you. Sticks with you. So, uh, he said that. And then also, I can't believe I'm actually doing this. There was a sense of excitement, achievement, and nervousness. Man of Steel was a success. What? It's not what I heard. That's not what I've been hearing for the last eight years. It was a success. Wait a minute. Not what I've been hearing, you know, but whatever. Um, And fans clamored for a direct sequel, but Warner Brothers seemed intent on following Marvel's Avengers playbook with a multi-character mashup title such as 2016's Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, and 2017's Justice League. Womp womp. The latter of which underperformed critically and financially at the point that the studio reshuffled its executive ranks and slate plans. Yeah, well, some of those executive ranks need to be shuffled again. True to form, Cavill largely avoided engaging on the controversies that followed Justice League, such as the reports of replacement Joss, uh, director Joss Whedon's abusive on-set behavior, though he did acknowledge in an interview that the theatrical cut didn't work. And now says Snyder did a wonderful job with his Snyder Cut re-edit. In May... DC announced the development of a black Superman film, making Cavill's return as a superhero icon even more uncertain. It's exciting. This is what Cavill had to say. It's exciting. Superman's far more than skin color. Superman is an ideal. Superman's an extraordinary thing that lives within our hearts. Why not have multiple Supermen going on? That's right. Multiple Supermen. Joaquin Phoenix did a wonderful Joker movie. So what if it's not tied to the rest of the franchise? They have multiple Superman comic book storylines happening at the same time. How about that? Yet the lack of a follow-up to Man of Steel does nettle the 
actor and feels like unfinished business. The film ended with Superman breaking his moral code to kill the villainous General Zod, a highly controversial decision among fans that was setting up a follow-up storyline. That's what he had to say about the, uh, say that, tell that to Zod's neck. Um, there is, uh, there's still a lot of storytelling for me to do as a Superman. I would love, absolutely, I would, I would absolutely love the opportunity. The killing of Zod gave a reason for the character never to kill again. Superman falling to the ground and screaming afterward. I don't think that was originally in the script, but I wanted to show the pain he had. I did far more emotional takes. They didn't choose. Tears were happening. That's right. There's actually a there's actually a there's a take out there where he literally shed tears. That's pretty cool. I can understand that though. Maybe that would have been like a little bit too much, but the scream like the no, the way that he does that and then with Lois showing up and then embracing him, that worked out. I mean, that's just Snyder just knowing what to how to handle that scene. He just killed the last remaining member of his species. That's the choice he made in that moment, and he'll never do that again. There's an opportunity for growth after that to explore the psyche of Superman as a deep, seemingly invulnerable, godlike being, but the real feeling on the inside. As I always say, the cape is still in the closet. So there you go. Still wants to play Superman. Cape still in the closet. They keep talking about that. We just saw Dwayne Johnson, who's also represented by the same person that's representing this guy. Come on! <laughs> Jesus Christ! How do you just not... Green- Ugh. David Saslot, please. So, when the franchise actors dips into geek- geekdom, geekdom, you often get a sense of their enthusiasm is a, a dutiful part of the job. But Ca- Cavill passionately discusses at length the journey of Kalel, a character he hasn't played in years, and you realize, oh, this guy really is a gamer geek. He might look like he was created by a secret British AI program as a masculinity template, but he cares about the fantasy worlds he inhabits. Hell, even named his dog Cal. So there you go, just talking about all that. And then it goes on and kind of like goes into his, uh, into his early life and, uh, and whatnot. And uh, yeah, just kind of talks about how he's just kind of blowing up. And of course, you know, we got, uh, I mean, again, he blew up right here. He blew up right here. He played an awesome role in Mission Impossible Fallout, big time. Um, and even Chris, Christopher McQuarrie said, "Hey, you know what? In the worm, you know, in the in the cinema world, not every character dies. If you don't see them exactly fully die, they could they could very well come back. But I doubt that's going to be the case. They were on the side of a cliff on that scene. So, yeah. So he just kind of just talks about you know some of that." We won't go through everything. Like I said, this is a pretty lengthy article that you guys should read about him and gawk at the uh, the pictures, of course, of uh, there. Uh, let's see. And then it talks about, of course, uh, this, like the physical endeavor Cavill isn't prepared to embrace is stripping down to sh- uh, down in a show that otherwise features plenty of character nudity. It would have to be particular. I would have to be in specific tor- storytelling. I would say there's no, not the space for it. So sorry, guys and girls, especially girls. Apparently, he's not going to do full-on nude. Not going to show the backside or, you know, dare I say, even any kind of full frontal. I guess, uh, you know, it has to be something particular. It has to, has to feed into the storytelling. So just saying. I mean, he came close, right, in the first uh, 
first season of The Witcher. He did. He was in that bathtub. You know, is very suggestive at least. So there's that. Anyway, so all that. Like I said, read the article. Good interview. And uh, Jesus Christ, Warner Brothers, what the fuck? I mean, what the fuck? It just doesn't make sense. And he even said it himself. He even said it himself. He said it himself like, hey, you know, you can have multiple Supermen. Okay, I, nobody wants whatever the fuck J.J. was like thinking when they were talking about, you know, race bending Clark Kent. That's ridiculous. Everybody's all down for the Val Zod and Michael B. Jordan thing. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. Cool. But bring this guy back. His value just keeps going up. The fucking guy is his Bitcoin right now. He keeps on going up. Keeps on going up. What the fuck? You're just leaving him there? I mean, he literally hasn't he hasn't been in front of the camera as Superman in since uh, what, 2016? It's been like 5 years. Yeah, been about 5 years. About time you get him in front of that thing again and hopefully, I mean, you never know. You never know, you know, when it comes to the Flash because I've even kind of went maybe Maybe we see something. I don't know. But, you know, as time goes by, I just kind of wonder if that information is actually legit. Who knows? And then, of course, you've got Black Adam. Is there's a tease in there? Probably not. I would say it would be more likely that he shows up in Flash more than Black Adam. But then again, who knows? Because obviously, again, Dwayne Johnson and Henry Cavill represented by the same person. And it's like, we got to let this happen. We got to let this happen. So we'll see what happens, though, guys. We just got to be a little patient. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Anyways. So now speaking of uh, Warner Brothers and David Zasloff, well, let's talk about uh, this new article right here, also by uh, The Hollywood Reporter. We all knew that well, he was going to end up making his way over here. And turns out that's what's going on. Discovery CEO moving to L.A. after Warner Media merger. I'm going to be very hands-on. David Zaslav says he'll have an office on the Warner Brothers studio lot and has ideas about the unified leadership structure at the merged firm and isn't ready to present that yet. So he's working. So it says right here, Discovery CEO David Zaslav will move to Los Angeles to run the new content giant to be created by the merger with AT&T's WarnerMedia, which is expected to close by mid-2022, the executive said on Wednesday. I am moving to California. Poor guy. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty bad over here, but okay. Uh, specifically LA, with an office on the studio lot, because that is where the content is made. This is a content company. The man who will also be CEO of the combined Warner Brothers Discovery told the Poly, uh, the Poly Center's Poly International Council Summit in a session that was webcast. I am going to be very hands-on. The better our con- uh, the better our content is, the better chance we have of being a leading media company in the world. So. There you go. So he's got a lot of good things to say. And, of course, I mean, look at what we just heard about Disney, Netflix, all that stuff. Calling Netflix and Disney formidable competitors and said that we have a bigger library than Netflix, which is true. I'm telling you, go to that Turner, Cla- the Turner Classic Movies section of HBO Max. It's awesome. I- I'll put on just a random old movie that I haven't seen in fucking years. It's a great little, uh, it's a great section. 
has set out the merged firm as the greatest media company in the world. Asked about Netflix, he also said they seized the moment in a meaningful way when media users wanted content anytime in any place. But Warner Brothers Discovery has advantages, Zaslav said, highlighting we can open a, a motion picture anywhere in the world. So yeah, he's, he's talking about what Warner has... The, the edge that they have on the market when it comes to, hey, yeah, Netflix, you can't just put a movie out. You have to, you know, you're still very much just a streaming service. We still can do very much open up a, a movie somewhere if we wanted to. And again, bigger library. Other media companies, they are mostly pickers. That's what he said of content. But Warner is a maker. See, that's the thing, too. Netflix is becoming a maker, but not everything that they make is great. They, they do have lightning in a bottle every now and again with your Stranger Things and, and uh, you know, your Witcher. I mean, but that's technically not their IP. They had to get that IP. But Warner Media, you know, Warner has original IP and they're going to fucking, they're going to throw it all out there. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's good. It's It sounds like he's very enthusiastic. They even asked him about the uh, Dave Chappelle special controversy, too. Zaslav said he saw the special, but I am going to leave the specifics of that to read Hastings and Ted Sarandos. But he emphasized the company was purpose was purpose driven to uh, and wanted to make people feel safe while enjoying artistic freedom, saying that it would strive to strike that balance. So there you go. Good on him for not going deep, like going like, yeah, I'm totally on Dave Chappelle's side, which it sounds like he kind of is, which I think most people are because the overreaction has been pretty damn ridiculous. And nobody's really talking about it anymore, right? No one's really talking about it anymore, right? Just kind of fell by the wayside, but good on him for uh, at least going like, yeah, creator freedom, but also making people feel safe. Yeah, you got to find that little balance right there. That's what it is. That's what it's all about right there, folks. So, good. He'll be hands-on, and he's bringing in the guy who helped uh, launch Disney+. Plus. So, we'll see what happens. Like I said, hopefully we get some good, uh, some good content, some original content, and some good DC content, okay? I think that's uh, that's what we need. It's definitely what we need. Whether or not they use the Snyderverse template, well, I think you know you, you better believe that he's seen all that. He's seen the numbers. He saw the 1.5 million restore the Snyderverse stuff. He's seen all that. But he's probably kind of going like, "What the fuck, guys? You guys just let this." I mean, now he's over at Netflix and he's going to be working in, at Netflix for five plus years. Now we we you know, we lost Christopher Nolan. What the shit? You know. That's a thing. And hopefully, like I said, hey, sorry, Toby, get out of here. Cutting you loose. Hamada, we're going to keep you, but we're going to take you off DC Films. You know, we're going to put you where maybe, you know, you know, work on these little like romantic comedy streaming series or something like that. I don't know. Who knows what he's going to do with Hamada? I don't think Hamada. I think if anybody's going to lose their job, it's definitely going to be Toby. Definitely going to be Toby. So I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully some good stuff is going to be coming out of it. <sighs> kudos to Zaslav yeah I know right anyway so good stuff in that article as well now let's talk about the Batman we got some new posters because you know anything that comes out of the Batman it's good good posters and uh, some stuff was released we uh, of course earlier in the week I think what was it yesterday or the day before we saw uh, promo art for 
merchandise that we're all going to be seeing, which looked absolutely fantastic. But yes, now we have we have a poster right here. And uh, I love the red theme, of course. We got the uh, the Batman logo, which we'll look closer at because it has both Batman and a Catwoman on it, which is cool. Love it. And then we got this poster right here. I am the Shadows. Not only is he Vengeance, but also the Shadows. I like it. I like it. You know, you know, I was like, at first I was wondering about this Bat logo. I mean, it's very much kind of like a Jim Lee type logo with the uh the wings really kind of spread out but man um i'm really growing to love it more and more as more stuff comes out because i was kind of like eh, you know cool i kind of like the fat bat and, and whatnot uh but i've always been a fan of the emblem too but as like more stuff comes out and seeing the logo even more and more i'm like yep yeah, i did because i was kind of wondering like how are they gonna because on his chest obviously you don't really see the ears the ears of the bat but now, you know, with anything that's uh, coming out, you're definitely seeing the ears. And it kind of threw me off at first. I was like, I don't know if I like it with the ears. But now I do kind of like it with the ears. But, yeah, here's a more up-close look at the logo, which, uh, I mean, come on. <laughs> that looks like, uh, what was that, sad? Is that sad? Is that sad Battinson? Remember how everybody said that when we first saw Batfleck in the costume? And he was, like, looking down. It's, like, almost the same pose. And you got, of course, uh, Selena, we got Catwoman looking at us with those uh, pretty cat eyes right there. So digging it, digging it. God, man, this thing's going to be gritty as fuck. Gritty, so gritty, so gritty. Just everything about it just like screams, just like grit. Cannot wait. That's amazing, right? Yes, Batfleck forever. But in the meantime, we can enjoy Battinson as well. But uh, yeah, just really digging this this logo right here. You know, seeing through I mean, it's just it's just it just shows grittiness like a motherfucker. That's really what it does. And I can't wait to see their dynamic. I mean, obviously, we and that's what I really wanted with the uh, the new trailer is like I wanted to see their dynamic. You know, Selena and Bruce. I wanted to see their dynamic, and we got. A fucking handful of that. Not only did we get it, we kind of saw... I mean, I, what's going to be interesting, too, is full-on Selena and Bruce interaction. We kind of saw a little bit of that, and we're definitely going to see more of that. We mainly saw Catwoman and Batman re, uh, interaction, so I'm, uh, I'm really curious to see what they do with that relationship. Can't wait. Because then there was that shot, too, and another Batfleck-looking shot where he's just punching the shit out of somebody, and Selena's like, whoa, this guy has issues. He has a little bit of issues. But, you know, she's just going to fix him. She's just going to fix him. That's what's going to happen. That's why Toby is begging for a job in the other studios. Is that why? I don't know. You probably know more than me, Russ, if that's why uh, Toby is uh, begging for another job. Uh, anyways, how you feeling about the Batman? You know you want to see it. Looks great. But yeah, new posters, new official posters. Looks great. Need to get it. Need to get them. Need to get all of them. All the posters for the Batman. Man, I can't wait. March 4th. Can't come any sooner. <sighs> yeah, we got about four months. Did I do the math right? Yeah. It's going to be a great day. Going to be a great day. 
an absolute great day. So we'll see what happens with that. But yes, new post is right there. Be on the lookout for them. Um, definitely, I got to find room for them. My mom actually got me another Batman thing that I hung up in the lounge area. Uh, but then again, it's like, eh, I'm going to probably be moving next year. So I'll find a spot for it. That's for damn sure. I'll have a whole wall dedicated to the Batman. That's right. Edward. Team Edward. That's right. Anyways. <laughs> oh, man. I don't think Meg's here anymore. Um, all right, let's talk about uh, the Letitia Wright thing because this got brought about. Um, it's been interesting because obviously they're shooting uh, the sequel to Black Panther, uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Uh, instead of recasting, of course, Chadwick Boseman, they're just moving forward. Not sure how they plan on doing it. Um, I understood why. I've always said I understood why they decided not to recast him, but I also went, you should recast him. <laughs> Because it's just like, he was in, of course, uh, what, four movies? Four of the movies? And uh, yeah, as much as it's heartbreaking and as much as you want to respect his the legacy that he put out there, it's like, but come on, guys. I mean, he, he, it gets to the point where you just have to do that because T'Challa is a very pivotal character when it comes to the Marvel Universe, and you're just not going to have him, so you're just going to try to move forward. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with this. But then they have this controversy right here. Which is, of course, a lot of people are like, well, is Shuri going to take up the mantle? But then, of course, now when we're so we're so divided when it comes to vax and not vaxxed, which it's kind of interesting because I've always said there are so many people that I that I, I, I talk to that are vaxxed, but they don't like the mandates. But then they'd be considered anti-vax, which makes no sense. It turns so political and it's always funny because it's been turned so political on both sides. And then both sides will be like, well, stop making it political. I'm like, well, you fuckers are making it political. Jesus Christ, stop making it political. It's ridiculous. But uh, according to uh, new information that is just kind of coming out of nowhere, but who knows? Um, you know, so apparently Letitia Wright hurt herself. We heard about that, and then she hurt herself again, or she didn't heal up, so they had to postpone some things. And now it's saying Black Panther 2 star Letitia Wright's unvaxxed status may further delay filming. So it says right here, Black Panther Wakanda Forever star Letitia Wright's unvaccinated status may... Yep, the Black Panther sequel recently halted production to allow Wright time to recover from an injury she sustained while shooting a stunt with Wright heading home to London. Problem is, as a Hollywood reporter noted, the CDC implemented a new rule on November 8th requiring all non-immigrant non-citizens flying to the U.S. be fully vaccinated against COVID-19, give proof of their vaccination status before they board a plane to the country. Uh, but yet, if you're coming here to seek prosperity from another country, they just give you some medication and let you go without anything else. It all makes sense, folks. But uh, yeah, um, given that Wright is neither vaccinated nor a U.S. citizen, this will presumably complicate her return to shooting the film stateside. So that's what's happening right here. OK, um, it's all very interesting. Um, it's all, I, I mean, I, I honestly don't fully, so we all heard about the Aaron Rodgers thing, right? 
which was kind of funny. That's been like the talk of the whole thing about Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. And I, you know, it's kind of funny. The takeaway that I took from Aaron Rodgers, I think a lot of people didn't realize that there's a D in his last name. Did anybody, everybody, you just hear Aaron Rodgers, you just assume R-O-G-E-R-S. A lot of people are like, hmm, there's a D in his name. So yeah, Rod Jers. Anyways, um, so regardless of how you feel about what's happening with, with him and everything and all the stuff that he said, and he's even come out saying that there were some misleading things that he said, good on him. He's, uh, he's confessing about that. He's apologizing. Totally fine. But one thing that he brought up was the fact that what's the alternative? When it comes to everything that's happening, when it comes to mandates and the vaccination, what's the alternatives? Because he mentioned that he has an allergy allergy that's in the shot and even on the cdc website it says that if you have any kind of allergies to anything that's in the shot do not take it consult with your doctor and that's what i've always said too i've always said i've never been against you know being vaxxed my mom just got a booster shot i was like good she needs yes because when she got covid it put her on her ass so i'm like anybody relatives i'm like get the vax get the vax get the vax totally all about it but what's the alternative when you actually i've always said consult with your doctor do that. Consult with your doctor. Check yourself out first before you do it. I mean, that's, that should be with everything. You consult with your doctor when you get other medication. Why not do it when it's a vaccination too? I mean, that's what I always consider that, even though even with the flu shot. Consult with your doctor. Make sure it's not gonna, you're not going to react to it or something or you have some kind of allergy because, yes, not everybody's health is the same. So I always, but I wondered about that. It's like, what is the alternative when, say, there's a medical thing or... I mean, in her case, who knows? I know a lot of people think like she's just being them. Maybe there's like some kind of allergy. Who knows? But what they never talk about an alternative. Now, there is something that's supposed to be coming out like a like a pill form of something that's a little bit different. That is a treatment for COVID, too, which I'm like, cool. Maybe that'll wipe out this discourse that we constantly have all around where people are literally looking down at anybody who's unvaxxed or whatever the hell. It's just, it's all very, I just always wonder. I, the question I always have is what can be the alternative? Because even when this whole thing started and they talked about, okay, this is how you, you won't get COVID. You stay home or if you have to go out, you wear your mask, you stay six feet apart. Then I'm like, okay, but what happens when you get it? Basically, it's just, hey, stay home, big time, full on lockdown, drink a lot of water, good luck. I mean, yeah, they can maybe prescribe some things or tell you to take some zinc or vitamin D or whatever the hell. But there was never like a full on thing. And you have people like, like, like say, you know, obviously there's Joe Rogan's been talked about it, too. And they always talk about the media makes it seem like Joe Rogan like has a lab and he's just cooking up shit and just like, hey, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I got the stuff for you. No, he actually went to top notch medical professionals to be like, hey, what can I do for this? And then he mentioned what he did for it and then i'm kind of just going like well why aren't they talking about the fact that he got he tested negative like four or five days later i'm just like shouldn't that be information that the general public needs you know i mean if you get the disease it's like what can be the good treatments now obviously the vax you get it you're you're most likely not going to go to the hospital that's why it's good to get it sure but what about treatments and stuff like that what are the alternatives that's what i want that's what I'm always like thinking about, you know, but then of course, you know, you, you ask these questions, you say some shit like this and people just look at you as anti-vax, <laughs> even though you could scream to the high heavens that it's like, no, I'm actually, I'm, I know there's art, there's fucking dumbasses out there that are just totally against it. Sure. 
But I'm just always wondering, what's the alternative when it comes to this, you know? Um, I mean, I know like her, there's like a religious aspect to it. I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen with this? But I, but what's funny too is like on the timeline, I'm seeing people that are just like, recast her, just fucking recast her. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's smart. They're like halfway, what, through the movie? We don't even know how much they filmed. They're not going to just shut everything down even longer so then people are out of jobs and whatever rewrite the movie and then just start from scratch ain't gonna happen i just love it when i see people online who are just pounding their keyboard going like just recast her they have to finish this movie (laughs) it's it's ridiculous yeah recast her you know yeah it's just weird you know it's like what's the uh, you know they're gonna have to they're going to have to finish the movie no matter what they're gonna have to finish the movie they're already well into the movie where they can't just recast her. I mean, if they end up changing some story points, I don't know. It's all very much up in the air because, I mean, everything is so weird right now when it comes to the discourse or anything because obviously it would look bad if, like, Disney was like, oh, yeah, you know, this, this, um, we were going to have a Black Panther movie that was going to be led by a, a black female, and now we fired her. It's like, that looks good. It doesn't. Doesn't look good PR-wise, but at the same time, the way that the everything's been happening for the past almost two years is like more people are okay with it because now the vax is more than skin color now. I don't know. I'm just trying to keep up with how everybody is right now. It's like, I don't know. When I see people like saying that she should be recast, like, come on, let's think logically about this first. That's not going to happen. But it just something needs, they need to come to an understanding. There needs to be an understanding that needs to come forth. Because I know, like, sometimes when it comes to these mandates, it's either have your vax card or show proof that you have, that, you know, you tested positively. Or not positively, negatively, you know? That's that's something that's uh, always been out there. And it's like, just test her every day. Test her every day. Make sure. Do that. You know, make sure that she's taking prop, proper supplements, vitamins, any kind of pre-medication that can help prevent. Like I said, there's like supposedly some pill that's going to be coming out that's supposed to be that hopefully can like wipe this thing out because I'm tired of fucking talking about it. Anytime I talk about it online, my mentions are a mess, a mess, absolute mess. I'm tired of talking about it. I think a lot of us are tired of talking about it, you know. It's like everybody, you know, and nobody ever talked about their medical treatments so fucking publicly before. Now it's like, oh, you got to talk about it. And everybody's like, (laughs) like I said, you know, if I'm going to get the jab, stick it in my ass cheek. That's where the most, that's where a lot of meat is. There you go. I spanked myself again, guys. Top quality content right here on Film Junkie Live. I tell you, I tell you, that's my little spiel on that. Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> put all that back up. So there's all, all the topics right there. Yeah. Yep. I'm a, yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I get canceled and everybody's going to call me and somebody's going to call me a neo-Nazi right wing, whatever the fuck, but whatever. <clears throat> Let's just get to the regular fucking life again. I'm with you, Jay. I want to be, I want to go back to regular life. It just doesn't seem like that's going to be the case, man. When you're looking out there and you're seeing you're seeing both sides of the article or both sides of the aisle, they're watching two different movies. I mean, I mean, there's a bit pretty big fucking trial happening right now, and I'm just kind of going like, whoa, two. There are two different movies that that these two sides are seeing, and it's just it's crazy, you know. Being the fact that I don't subscribe to a side, it's all nuts. But 
Yeah, that's right. I want to get clapped. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just saying, that's where all most of the meat is. You can give it the jab. <laughs> yes, that's right. Oh, man, that's right. I, I, I'm, I'm a half Mexican that is a neo-Nazi. That's right. That's what it is. You guys caught me. You guys caught me. But I don't know. I'm just tired of the discourse, which I think most people are. It's mainly online. You know, when I when I'm hanging out with friends and family, you know, people are vaxxed. People aren't vaxxed. People have antibodies. You know, I had to get an antibody test. I'm wondering if mine probably wore off already. I'm wondering if I got a, another exposed again, though. Would not be surprised because I was exposed when my nephew got it. So there's a possibility I might have been exposed again. I have those good antibodies. I got to find a place that does an antibodies test. But the tests are even fucked up, too. That's what sucks. They're not always legit. Everything. Everything. But remember, I'm Dr. Fauci. You have to wear your mask. Anyways. Let's go to the tweets. Let's see what, uh, when it comes to Twitter questions right here. All right. Uh, Mr. Darren, laugh now, cry later. Do you think Andrew and Toby will be brought into the MCU when the spell is messed with, or will Doctor Strange go get them to help Tom Holland fight the villains? It's a good question because, you know, there's rumors that they only show up in the final act, the final battle, uh, which makes sense. So, and we know that probably in the, you know, and you know, in the first act, Maybe the, the spell is already going to be happening, or maybe it's like the beginning of the second act. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, that is a good question. I think they're, I, you know, you might be right. Maybe Dr. Strange just brings them in later on. I don't know. Eric, so Dave, I can't help thinking that the, the reason Chris McQuarrie's Man of Steel 2 pitch, I still hate it that people call it Man of Steel 2, Superman pitch, um, was so stupidly turned down by Warner Brothers was the that he linked it to Green Lantern and guy with the ball cap was like Green Lantern's mind. So was Aslav, etc. How much do you feel the chances increase for a Man of Steel standalone in general? I think really good. You better believe that Zaslav, being the very hands-on guy, he saw that Henry Cavill was trending today. He saw the article today. He knows that this guy, he knows that this guy wants to continue to play Superman and he embodies Superman. Hopefully. Ronak. Well, looks like John Campia is going uh, is going more marketing for the new Spider-Man movie than Sony and Marvel. Isn't that weird? I completely forgot that the movie is coming next damn month, right? I know. We're like 37 days away from Spider-Man No Way Home, and we're barely getting anything. It, that, Like I said, you know, the, the go to the GIF where the guy points at his brand. I mean, you almost wonder if, like, the marketing is these leaks, John Campia seems to be okay with everything. So we all thought that he might be fucked, but apparently not. Um, what the hell are they doing? Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, they, they, wouldn't put it past them. Wouldn't put it past them. But then we're probably going to get a shit ton of marketing um, come December. And then we got Disney Plus Day, too. You never know. Hey there, Dave. What things are you looking forward to to see at Disney Plus? Speaking of that, Disney Plus Day. Um, the Obi-Wan, uh, the Obi-Wan trailer. I am really anxious to see the Obi-Wan trailer and it's sounding like that might be the case. So that's the main thing that I am, uh, looking forward to, but uh, you know, everything else too, any kind of, uh, any kind of stuff about that. Mr. Ryan. Yeah. I already talked about, I already talked about 
Dwayne Johnson's uh, tweet right there. And then John Murdoch Wayne says, in all honesty, I firmly believe that Henry Cavill will return as Superman in The Rock's Black Adam and in the Flash movie. Yeah, I mean, there's a possibility. As for a full solo movie, that won't happen until currently, until those currently at Warner Brothers are removed. Also, I think he wants restore the Snyderverse as well. Well, yeah, he probably knows. He knows how uh, the story was going. He knows exactly how the story was going when it came to... Uh, where it was going with Snyder. He knows exactly where that story was going. 100%. Cavill knows. He's in the know. And, uh, you know, I love the fact that, you know, he brought that emotion to Man of Steel. I mean, it just shows you right there. And I know there's... What's sad, though, is I've seen some of the people within the, that literally have hashtag restore the Snyderverse in their fucking profile and name that are saying that he's anti-Snyder. <laughs> I saw that. I saw a tweet today from one of the lovely parts of the, uh, you know, of the Phantom saying that he's anti-Snyder because they brought up his old quotes when he talked about how he was all he was all about Joss Whedon and what he was doing from years ago. That Joss Whedon, um, you know, the more the more lighter side of Superman, the more classic, more Superman. They brought up those quotes. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. You're going to bring up that. You bring up that quote after this, after reading this article that has Snyder's quotes, that has him embracing what Snyder was doing, and the fact that he added that emotion, that that level of emotion to the character. You're gonna bring that up. It just shows you right there. But how can you possibly want to restore the Snyderverse, but then turn on Henry Cavill for being anti-Snyder? That makes no fucking sense. That makes no sense. But alas. I saw it on my timeline. What? Which just shows you that most of these guys don't even fucking give a shit about anything. They just, they just like, they just like a, a certain type of DC movie. You know, they're not. Are they rushing over to big time support Snyder at Netflix? Probably not. That's all I got to say about that. It's just dumb. It's just dumb. I hate it. I hate it. But anyways, hopefully, yeah. So hopefully we get to see Henry Cavill in that Superman costume once again. Hopefully soon. We'll see what happens. Uh, Pray for it. Anyways, guys. All right. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you for clicking in as per usual. Make sure you smash that like thumbs up before you leave. If you want to join, become a member, do so. Make sure you're subscribed and hit that notification bell so you know when I'm doing this stuff. Got the Patreon right there if you want to help out the pirate ship. Much appreciated for uh, those that do and uh, have. And then, of course, if you want a shirt... You want the metalhead shirt? It is down below, of course, in the film junkie closet. And like I said, this is Wednesday, so no show tomorrow. I might be going to the movies. Um, kind of going back and forth on it because I do have some uh, big time work happening um, with the day time job. So we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, so no uh, film junkie live tomorrow, of course. And then of course we'll have the vodka stream on Friday. And uh, you know, you know that's always fun. Have a couple of drinks or six, you know, whatever. But anyways, guys, uh, love you, and uh, I'll see you guys. I'll see you guys on Friday. See ya.